Hello, and welcome to episode 20 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business business. And if you want to go beyond this podcast and connect with our community of like-minded vegan entrepreneurs, then head over to veganbusinesstribe.com where you can get new free content interviews, articles every single week. Or if you want more support and at the same time be able to support us, then you can also join our paid Vegan Business Tribe membership so you can attend our online networking events, get support in our forums and just be part of this wonderful community of vegan business people. And we're always really grateful to our paid members because they are the people who mean that we can keep recording this podcast every week and putting out all our content and just generally doing everything we can to support vegan businesses. A lot of the topics that I cover in these podcasts, they come from questions asked by our Vegan Business Tribe members. And one question that's come up twice in as many weeks in our business clinics is about building a mailing list. Now, you might not even have a mailing list or you might not be sure what one is. Or it might be that you have got a mailing list, but you found that it's shrinking instead of growing. So more people are unsubscribing than are joining. But your mailing list it's the lifeblood of your business. And I'm speaking as someone who's built up a couple of businesses in the past almost entirely through email marketing. Now, just to give you fair warning, in this episode, I'm not really going to be talking about why you need a mailing list and how you use one to get more customers. I'm going to mention a few things, but that really needs a podcast of its own. So I'll save all that good stuff for a future episode. In this episode, I'm going to be mainly talking about how to build up a mailing list, how to set up systems and strategies to make sure that you're collecting the names and email addresses of everyone who shows an interest in your business so that you can have a channel to speak to them on. Because that's at the heart of digital marketing, identifying people who have shown an interest in your business through all sorts of different ways and then getting them to give up their email address and their permission for you to keep talking to them. And having a list of people who you can put your message out to, it really is the foundation of a business. Now, going back to my previous companies, we built up a mailing list of over 20,000 people. And let me tell you, when you've got that kind of audience, things just get a whole lot easier easier. I used to run marketing boot camps in a huge converted mail and all I had to do was send out an email to our mailing list every time we put out new dates and by the end of the day it would be booked out. If we launched a new product I already had a whole lot of people already lined up ready to tell about it but that list it took us years to grow it to that size. And one of the biggest problems that we see in vegan businesses is just not having a big enough audience. Your product 
is great. Your mission is great. But you just don't have any people to get your message out to. I'll talk to companies who have sent out an email to the 100 people who make up their email list and they didn't get a response back. So they think it's their message that isn't working or their product or their price is wrong. When in reality, it's just their numbers. The audience that they're working with, it's just too small to test out any of these theories. Now, Every year, a company called Campaign Monitor published the latest statistics about email marketing. Their latest roundup revealed that the average click-through rate in email marketing is 2.6%. And what that means is if you send out an email to 100 people, then on average, you can expect around 2.5 people to click on any link that you've put in that email. If you're sending an email out to a small email list, it's just not enough to learn anything from or to expect to get much back. If you're sending an email with a link going through to your website to a list of only 200 people, then you can only expect five of them on average to actually click through and visit your website. Out of those five people, one of those is probably your mum. So this is why mailing lists don't start to become powerful tools for your business until you get into thousands of subscribers at a 2.6 click-through rate on average if you send out an email to 4,000 people then you can expect to send a hundred people through to whatever you're wanting them to click on and go take a look at that is just an average rate though if everyone who is currently on your mailing list really wants to be there or if the email you're sending out is really targeted then you can get better percentages now looking down the reports from our weekly vegan business tribe email we've got some that got a click-through rate of only 0.9 percent and i quite like to forget those but we've got others that have got up to 12 percent and i think our record is actually 24 percent so nearly one in four people actually clicked on the link in the email now as someone who's done email marketing for a long long time i'm especially proud of that one but if you're regularly getting a click-through rate on your emails of more than two and a half percent then you're doing okay you're doing quite well there just this revelation alone might have already explained to you why you're not getting anything out of your current mailing list you've just not got enough people on it in marketing we talk about funnels and getting people into the top of your marketing funnel is an important part of any marketing strategy. It's not just about making people aware that you exist and then crossing your fingers that they'll remember you later and maybe buy from you. You need to get them to accept an open channel of communications that you can keep talking to them on. For example, if someone is aware of you and they've shown some interest in your company you need to get them onto a mailing list so you can keep that conversation going now i said i wasn't really going to go into the detail of how email marketing works but think about how long it takes you to decide on buying something how many times will you go to someone's website or you might meet someone at a vegan fair you might absolutely love the company love what they do and just really love the product that they're selling and that's where it ends you just get distracted by the next company that you fall in love with you forgot you met the one before them and you end up spending the money somewhere else and if you recognize this as something that you do 
why do you think your customers will think and act any differently? And one of the biggest revelations I ever had was very early on in my career when I realised that a potential customer saying no didn't usually actually mean no. It meant not yet. It meant that something else had to happen in their world before they became a customer, or I needed to build a relationship with them before they would buy, or they just needed more time and information before they were convinced. They just needed to get to know the company and the product better. And again, think about your own buying behavior. How often are you presented with something and you just buy it? Almost never, I guarantee you. You know, we need to see things several times. We go through a buying decision and you need that company to really try and keep your attention because there are so many other new shiny things out there that will distract you away from that sale. And the more money that a product or service costs, the longer that decision-making process is and the longer you need to nurture someone to become a customer and that's how email marketing works and it's why having a really good mailing list is so important all the people who show an interest in your product or your service and that might be at a trade show a vegan fair or linkedin or on facebook or people who have just visited your website if you can keep their attention through email marketing and keep talking to them until the time is right to buy that is where your future customers are going to come from I could do a whole podcast and more on nurturing customers through email marketing and building those marketing funnels. And to be honest, I probably will. But for now, if you want to know more about this kind of stuff, and trust me, once you take the jargon away, it's all really common sense stuff that's easy to do, then go take a look at the marketing course on the Vegan Business Tribe website. The whole reason we wrote this course was to help vegan businesses just like you to learn some of the fundamentals of marketing that really make a huge difference to how you go about finding customers. And the more successful I can help help your vegan business be the quicker we all move towards that vegan world and the marketing course it's got an entire section on email marketing and another entire section on building marketing funnels so go learn everything you need to know there okay so let's get back on topic so what i really want to focus on in this session is how you're going to build that mailing list. And this isn't always as easy as it seems. People think that they just put up a sign-up form on their website or they offer a 10% off code and people will put their email address in to get that. But in my experience, sign-up forms on a website rarely give you much. Think yourself, how many websites have you visited over this last month? 20? 30? maybe even more than a hundred. And how many did you put your email address into? One, two, maybe even none, because it doesn't work like that. Getting someone's email address out of them, it is hard <laughs> because it's still a transaction. And although they're not giving you money, it is a precursor to that. And someone will only put an email address into your website if they're getting something of genuine value in return. 
This is why you'll see so many websites offering guides and PDF downloads for free, and all you have to provide is your email address to get it. In industry speak, they're called lead magnets. You offer a download, usually a PDF file or a video or a template of some kind, and all the visitor to your website has to do is enter their name and their email address, and they'll get it for free. They get something useful, and you get another email address or a lead, that's why they're called lead magnets, of someone showing an interest in what you do. And these downloads, they can work exceptionally well, but the reality is for many people is they put a lot of work to create a download or a lead magnet and it gives them nothing in return because they forget about the transaction element. Remember what I said, getting someone to give you their email address is hard. Email addresses have a real value to the person handing it over, which is why they have to consider the thing that they're getting in return to be of equal value. Or it has to be something that they need to complete their research. And this is why you need to understand your customers and the process that they go through when they buy your product, what research they are doing, and what information would they be willing to give up their email address for in order to help them make a decision on what product will solve their problem. Maybe it's simply just your catalogue that you need to offer as a PDF download so someone can get all the information they need about your products in one file. Maybe it's your company brochure so people can download it and keep it on their desktop as a reminder to come back and check you out again. Or maybe it's a guide related to a specific problem that you know your customer has. And being offered information about the solution to that problem, that's got real value to them. So, if you sell vegan skincare products, you might offer a guide to improving your skin condition through better eating. If you're a vegan nutritionist, you might provide a sample one-week meal plan. If you're a vegan virtual assistant, you might have a guide to the best productivity tools for vegan businesses. And these are all examples related to a problem that you know is the reason that a person has come to your website in the first place. Because it's not just about building up a mailing list with anyone and everyone on it. It's about building up a mailing list with people who you know have an interest in what you do or who have a problem that you know you can help them solve. These are the people who are not ready to buy just yet. They're doing their research. And if you don't have some way to connect with these people when they're in their researching phase, they will likely, they'll get distracted and they'll forget which company they were looking at and you will never have known they were even ever on your website. If you can't get a sale or someone to send you an inquiry, then getting their email address is the next best thing. And we call this a secondary or soft call to action. So a hard call to action is getting someone to buy or to pick up the phone or to fill out your contact form. A soft or passive call to action is getting someone to leave their email address so you can continue the conversation with them through your ongoing email marketing. And this means making sure that your website is fully integrated with your email marketing software.
You should be using something like MailChimp to run your email marketing. Now, partially because these kind of platforms, they manage all the admin of email marketing for you, like allowing people to unsubscribe, but also partially because it will give you all those stats so that you can see how many people are opening and clicking on your emails. But finally, you need to use these professional platforms because if you try and send out even just 100 emails to your own email provider, to your mailing list, you'll probably end up getting suspended or you will get blacklisted. Now, there are lots of people offering email marketing platforms, but the reason to use one of the big popular ones is simple. They will have all these integrations for every part of your website already built into their service, and you should make use of them. Someone sends a submission through your contact form, make sure they automatically get added to your mailing list. Someone places an order on your website, make sure your website sends that person's details to your email marketing platform and tags them as a customer. And if you're listening to this and it all sounds really technical and you don't know how to do this, well, you do realise that we live in the information age, don't you? Simply Google Integrate MailChimp with WooCommerce, for example, and see the step-by-step guides that come up with screenshots and not a single line of code that you will need to write to make it work. And building your mailing list this way, it does genuinely work. But again, don't let me fool you into thinking that it works just like that. It all comes back to the numbers again. If you put some really valuable and useful information on your website that people can download in return for their email address, but your website gets no visitors, then you're going to get exactly zero downloads and zero email addresses into your mailing list. So once you've put all this hard time into creating this amazing, valuable content, go out there and shout about it. Feature it on your social media and use it as a tool to get your followers off Instagram and onto your mailing list. Perhaps your valuable content is a series of videos, so upload the first one to LinkedIn for people to watch and then put a link to the rest on your website where people have to leave their email address to get full access. Start to think a little bit creatively. Get some postcards printed. And on one side is the cover of your download. On the other side, the link where they can find it on your website. And you can hand these out at trade shows you visit or include it in the packaging when you send your product out to customers. Because if it's a lead magnet, then you have to get that magnet out amongst people to attract them with it. You should even send a link to your new download to all the people already on your mailing list. Doing this will give you a really good idea of who's already on your mailing list that is showing the most interest. If you can see that someone on your mailing list that you've not heard from for ages, that they go and download a new guide that you've just published, this gives you an opportunity to re-engage with that contact. Send them a follow-up email. Ask them what they thought of the content. Ask them if it's something that they're looking for help with. Just start a conversation. At some point, though, 
you're going to have to reach out beyond your inbox and your website. If you're going to start really building up a mailing list, what we've spoken about so far, they're just strategies to convert people who are already going to your website. But your problem might be you don't have enough people going to your website. And remember, I mentioned earlier about making sure that everything is integrated. So make sure that all your current customers and contacts are added to your mailing list and have a strategy in place to make sure that the list is constantly updated. Even if that's a manual export and upload from your CRM system or your email address book at the start of every week. Everyone that you have a meeting with or a Zoom call, make sure they are on your list. And before you start shouting GDPR at me, under the general data protection regulations that we do have here in Europe, companies are still allowed to market to people who they believe have a legitimate interest in what they sell. So if someone has reached out to you commercially, if they've interacted with your company or provided their email address to you through their website, then in most cases, there is an expectation from that person that you will then communicate with them about your product or service. And it's fine for you to do that as long as you are respecting their interests. And identifying people who are interested in what you do and getting them into your marketing funnel, this should make up a big part of your marketing strategy. I've known companies who have had tens of thousands of followers on Instagram, but only a couple of hundred people in their marketing list. And to me, that's the completely wrong way round. They've never worked out the strategy to take people from passively following them on social to that point of interaction that moves them into direct communication. I'll give you an example. When we first launched Vegan Business Tribe, we launched with a free evening event in Bristol here in the UK. And now Bristol is a city that's got a large vegan community. It's why we picked it. And I ran a workshop about how to run a successful vegan business. We used Facebook advertising to show an advert to people who were vegan, had their own business and lived in this specific area. And on the back of that, we sent up an Eventbrite page for people to register for the event. Now, we had about 50 people register for a free ticket for that event. And that gave us the very nucleus, you know, the start of our mailing list, even before we'd run an event. Even if the people didn't actually turn up on the day, they had still declared themselves as having an interest in what we were doing. And you don't need to set up big in-person events like this to do this kind of thing. You can set up a live online products demonstration on Zoom or Facebook Live and get people to register through a ticketing system like Eventbrite so you get their names and their email addresses. Promote these events to your social following and see how many people you can convert from passively following you to actually interacting with you and declaring themselves as interested. Or maybe you can piggyback on someone else's audience. Can you set up a seminar or an online demo with someone who's got an audience that would be sympathetic to what you sell? Make it sign up only and make sure that you get the email of everyone who signs up so you can follow up and add them into your list. And if you are doing 
in-person events like fairs and trade shows. Don't forget that these are just great for building up your mailing list. When you're planning out your event strategy, one of your major goals should be how many new people can you get onto your mailing list from attending that event. Everyone who stops on your stall, everyone that you have a conversation with, have a system in place to get them to leave their email address. The bigger the event, then the easier this actually becomes. Because the big trade shows, they now usually provide barcode scanners where you can just scan the badge of anyone who stops on your stand and you get their details. But you can also have lots of other strategies for smaller shows and fairs. Have an iPad or a tablet on your stand for people to enter their details into. And they'll receive an email with a discount code or PDF of your brochure or just a link to your website. Because people end up carrying so much stuff around these live shows that they'll be glad for you to email them a link instead of having to carry another catalogue around with them. Or put on a competition. So everyone who leaves their name and email address gets entered into a prize draw for some free product or some amazing vegan prize. And if someone buys a product from you on your stand, again, collect their email address at the same time so that you can send them a link to your site so they can reorder at a later date. If they love your product and they connect with you, they're going to be happy for you to do this. There are so many ways that you can creatively get someone to give up their email address at a live show. And if you do it right, then every show that you do should swell your email list by another couple of hundred people at least. Make it a KPI or a key performance indicator of how well the show went. Don't just value a show or fair by how many sales you make on a day. Judge it in how many future customers you got onto your mailing list and how much you've managed to increase your audience. And now finally... When talking about mailing lists, there is one big kale salad in the room that we've not spoken about yet, and that is buying mailing lists. Now, for some companies, this is actually a viable option. You can just pay for new contacts. The GDPR data regulations that we talked about a little bit earlier, now it has changed how data list resellers operate, but you can still, legally and legitimately, pay an amount of money and in return get the contact details of either businesses in a specific sector or people who have a particular interest. And I'm going to be honest and say that in my past businesses, I've worked with data companies to do just this. I've bought lists of tens of thousands of cold contacts for campaigns and it does just become a numbers game. If someone hasn't had any dealings with your company and they start getting email from you just out of the blue, then it's not really that indistinguishable from spam. In fact, you could say that it is just spamming. But if you've done your targeting right and you've worked with a really good data reseller and they've spent time verifying that their data is up to date and it's accurate, then hopefully, with your fingers crossed perhaps, the people you are spamming might at least be in your target market. And by sheer numbers alone, you might get some results. But the interaction you get will be really, 
really low in comparison to any list that you've built organically from people who've shown interest in your business. Now, there are times when it can work, but it really is. It's, it's the very top of a top of a funnel activity. It's the email equivalent of cold calling. You might be able to convert some of the people from a bought list, but don't expect any instant results and expect a lot of bounce backs, unsubscribes, and even people reporting your email as spam that might get you into trouble with your email marketing platform. If you do decide to try buying a mailing list, though, then as with everything, test first. So a data house, they will try to sell you tens of thousands of contacts, even hundreds of thousands. But go back to them and say how much for just a thousand first. Test out emailing this list and see what response you get. Did you get that 2.6% click-through rate? And if you do go down this route, then only deal with a reputable data broker where you can get someone on the phone to talk to them about the kind of people you're trying to target and also where they take accountability for the quality of their data. Don't just dump a bought list into your own mailing list. Keep the data separate so that you can filter it out again at a later date. So I'm not going to wholeheartedly recommend that you go out and buy a mailing list. But if you're selling business to business, for example, so you might be selling a service to food manufacturers, then purchasing a list of the contacts at the biggest food manufacturers in the country, that might be a useful shortcut to get you started. But again, Expect to have to put in twice the work to get anything back from a bought mailing list compared to one that you've grown organically yourself. Okay, so that's quite a lot of information that we've been through today on this one. So let's round it up with a quick reminder of some of the nuggets. Number one, your mailing list can be the lifeblood of your business. And one of the biggest problems that vegan businesses have is not their product or their price or even their message, but the number of people that they're getting that product in front of. Number two, a mailing list of a couple of hundred of people is just not enough to give you any meaningful feedback on if what you are doing is working. The average click-through rate for email marketing is 2.6%. So email lists, they don't get powerful until they get into the thousands. Three, someone saying no to your product or service right now, they're actually probably saying not yet. Something else needs to happen in their world or they just need to get more familiar with you and your product. And that's why it's important to get people on your mailing list so you can keep that conversation going until the time is right. And if you want to learn more about this, then go take a look at the marketing course on the Vegan Business Tribe website. Four, actually getting someone's email address is hard. So, Think about your own behaviour. How often do you actively join someone's mailing list? And why do you think your customers would act any differently to you? Someone giving you their email address, it's still a transaction. And although they're not giving you money, it is a precursor to that. And point five... This is why people develop more creative ways to get email addresses from potential customers. And you can do this too. 
understand the journey your customer goes through. Think about the journey that you go through when buying a product or a service. Can you offer something that is going to help someone come to a decision or find out the information they need to make up their mind in return for their email address? Point six, no matter how good your lead magnet is, if you don't have anyone coming to your site, then no one is going to download it. So once you've got a guide or a download or a free video series, shout about it, both online and offline. Point seven, make sure that all your systems are connected. So if someone orders from your website, make sure they're going to your mailing list so you can keep talking to them. And there is no excuse for not knowing how to do this. As I said, welcome to the information age. Point eight, reach out beyond your website and inbox. Put on events, either online or in person, where the goal is simply to increase your mailing list. Even if these people never turn up, getting them to book through a system like Eventbrite means you'll still have details of people who are interested. Link up with other people who have got similar audiences. Come up with a strategy to move your social followers onto your mailing list. And point nine, remember that you can actually buy mailing lists, but it's a numbers game. You won't get the same kind of interaction. And if you're not careful with how you get your data and knowing how you can legally use it, you could actually get into trouble. Okay, so if you're really focused, then it's not unreasonable to expect you might increase your mailing list by a thousand people over the course of a year. If you're more established or you're regularly doing events, that yearly increase, it might be a lot higher. But you also have to have some patience and tenacity, especially in the early days. Don't expect to go from a mailing list of a couple of hundred people to a couple of thousand overnight. You will really need to put in some hard work into building that audience. You need to spend time planning a strategy of how you're going to purposely build up your mailing list, not just leave it to a sign-up form on your website. But over time, the more channels that you set up and the more activity you have funneling people into your mailing list, the more you start to build up momentum and the easier it gets. As I said, I'm sure we'll come back to email marketing in future episodes, especially what you can do when you have built up your mailing list, because that's when all the fun stuff starts. That's when you can start to use your mailing list to speed up those people who are saying not yet and nurture them into becoming customers. But if you can't wait for that, again, that's why we've got the vegan business marketing course on the website. So make sure you go and check it out there. And that is it for this episode. And as always, I really appreciate you giving me your time because it isn't just about helping your business. This is about helping all vegan businesses together, helping them to skill up and scale up so that we can change the business landscape, so we can move even quicker towards that vegan world. 
And you can help us do that simply by tapping on the subscribe button or leaving a review if your platform lets you do that or by sharing this episode with another vegan business who you think would find it valuable. Just use the links on the website to send them a link direct to this episode. I know I'm really lucky to have you guys and together we are making a difference. We're really making a difference. So thank you for listening and I will see you on the next one.